Love Talk Radio. Because the, the Patriots had cut him. 
Then all of a sudden, been there for about four years, won a Super Bowl against the Patriots, signed a one-year deal with Miami Dolphins, and this year, all season signed a one-year deal with the Houston Texans. And he's doing really good. The second um, leader on the team in tackles. Uh, week four, he did not play, but week five, he came back just in time to get his hands on the New England Patriots. Yes, and that game actually had a, a solid game, finished with five tackles, one tackle for a loss, but unfortunately, the, um, the Patriots were able to come back in a victory, you know, to uh, win that game um, towards the end. So, unfortunately, Kumar Kushay Hill and his Texans did not get the win, but he still performed very well against his former team. So that was something that had happened in uh, week five. Uh, when we look at the Jets, you know, the Jets are still trying to battle, you know, late in games. Started off really slow against the Falcons when they went across the pond over there into London. Started off um, slow, but caught hot to the, um, towards the end of the um, of the contest. But Keelan Cole, regional combine pioneer, two catches in that game for 49 yards. So he was able to do what he was able to do. They fell short by a touchdown, 27 to 20, in that matchup. Uh, but also, when we talk about the Minnesota Vikings, some reason this can't get away from not talking about the Minnesota Vikings without talking about the man, Adam Dillon. Adam Dillon and the Vikings came back in this Lions game. You know, did not have his biggest game, but the best part was that Adam Dillon did what he could to help keep his team, put his team in a situation where they could actually come out to be the victors in this game, which they did, so that was awesome in that, in that, in that matchup there. Now, Cole Holcomb, linebacker for the Washington football team, had another solid game. Seven tackles in that matchup against the against the Saints when the Saints came to the nation's capital. So he was ready, was able to be one of those standout leaders for his club for the Washington Football Team in Week Five. And then to pretty much wrap up what happened uh, with the players for the regional combine, definitely want to you know give a good you know strong shout out to Sam Franklin, linebacker for the Carolina Panthers. They went up against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles came back in that game. Like all the regional guys had good games, but they still wind up losing towards the end, you know, due to a comeback. Other than Adam Thielen, of course, you know. So that was the norm. Even came down to the Indianapolis Colts against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, Kenny Moore, the second coach, came out on fire. Was up by 19 points, and then that's when Lamar Jackson had some missed field goals. From Blankenship for the coach allowed the Ravens to come back and to win that game. And Kenny Moore had a solid game, finished with six sacks in that I mean six tackles in that matchup. So that pretty much wraps wraps up what happened in week five of the NFL in regards to these pioneers of the NFL regional combine. Now we're gonna swing over to what to expect for in week six. Now week six going to be some some good matchups. I would say there are some good matchups with some other things to watch out for as well as some players try to get back on track. But the biggest game to watch out for in regards to this great platform is Adam Thielen with his Minnesota Vikings travel to the Carolina to take on the Panthers. Now, it's not like these two teams are rivals. You know, the last time they played was in 2017 and Adam Thielen had his I was just going to be in his third game going against the Panthers. First time he played against the Panthers, he didn't, didn't get a touch. He was still, you know, on the practice squad, not getting much playing time with the offense. 
2017, he had 105 yards receiving off of six passes, being targeted 12 times, and he had a touchdown. So he had a decent game against the Carolina Panthers in that matchup. But they're going to need him to have a better performance or nearly the same productivity as the last time when he had to go up against the Panthers because the Vikings right now are 2-3. and three. They're having themselves a slow start, but they start to pick things up so they will not fall, uh, fall too behind in the playoff run. You're listening to Lockerstar on the Bachelor News Radio Network. We're here about NFL stars of tomorrow. Today, I'm your host, Gary Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Support.com. Okay, now the Vikings' journey to Carolina. Adam Thielen is going to go, go, is actually going to um, run into someone who's a familiar face and a familiar name, and that's former, former teammate, wide receiver Brandon Zilstra. Brandon Zilstra and Adam Thielen has a lot, a lot in common. As a matter of fact, both uh, players are from the Minnesota area, from small towns in Minnesota, and they both went undrafted from small schools, particularly Division II schools. Uh, when Brandon when when Brandon came through the process in um, 2016, um, Adam came through the process in 2013, but had to fight his way onto the roster in 2014 when he got and when he made the team special teams ace, and then boom. Here we are looking at a two-time All-Pro wide receiver. Brandon found the same footsteps as Adam Thielen. The, the part that was really interesting was that Brandon Zilstra, quarterback Michael um, Hergar, I mean Hergar, was the quarterback for the school he was at at the time, and that was um, Cornadale Moorhead. That was a Division II school near the Minnesota area, I believe. And but Michael. Was a, had a family friend who knew Adam Thielen, and so he gave his number to Brandon. Brandon reached out to Adam Thielen, you know, to ask him, you know, what should he do because from a small school trying to get in front of scouts, Adam Thielen been there, done that, told him to make sure that you join as um, get to any type of workout as you can, try to get into any one of them. And so during that time, it was a little easier to to register for the NFL regional combine, so he registered, was able to get in, get in there, boom, put in a workout, did not get a chance to impress the NFL scouts that, that yet. However, the CFL team, the um, Edmonton Eskimos, they was really hot on him. They picked him up. He wound up in his first year in the Canadian League, having over 1,600 yards in his first season, um, six, had a um, double-digit in touchdowns, and also became um, – the CFLs of the NFL version in the CFL Pro Bowl, they called them All Stars. So he wound up becoming an All Star in his first year in the Canadian League, which was fantastic. And so from there, of course, when you guys go to the CFL, they want to get to the NFL. So that's what he did. He followed that same path. Got into the NFL, but not with just any NFL team. The Minnesota Vikings, yes. Signed with the Minnesota Vikings, where he was able to play alongside and learn someone he looked up to. Don't want to go out and say it was an idol. It wasn't like that Zant Brandon Zilstra was a little boy and he just found out about Adam Dillon. No, it was someone that came into his life much later during the process. So you go to Minnesota, kind of find out him and Adam, you know, spent a lot of time together. They worked out together. They actually shared the same agent. So they, so these guys are pretty much, you know, like, you know, uh, distant brothers. Of course, Adam is the older brother. So being with a Minnesota Vikings player one year, 
Brandon pretty much was on the practice squad. But after that one year, he signed with the Carolina Panthers. He's been with the Carolina Panthers for the past two seasons now. But this is the year where Brandon Zilcher is really starting to come into his own. Adam Thielen right now is sitting on 26 receptions with 257 yards and four touchdowns. We know that's going to increase. That's going to be, that's not going to be a problem. So we got that. But when we look at Brandon Zilcher, first time this year in week two, he had his first he had the first NFL reception touchdown. Last year, he had a touchdown against the Washington football team, but that was off a block on special teams, and he was able to scoop the ball up, hit it into the end zone. But this year, he had his very first NFL reception for a touchdown. So that was something that I would say that um, that was giving him the confidence knowing that, yes, he could play on this level. Right now, entering into week six, he has five catches, for 107 yards. We know that's going to eventually increase. One of the things that he is showing to the Panthers that he's a tough wide receiver that can get yards after the catch, and it will take on defenders to get those tough yards. So that's what he is showing, however he has shown so far, and I think this is something he's going to carry on for this matchup. So now the question is, can Adam Thielen help the Minnesota Vikings get to 500? And the other plot is, Will Brandon Zilcher show up his old mentor? Well, not old mentor, but his former teammate and mentor, Adam Thielen. I'm quite sure that these guys probably exchanged jerseys at the end of the field. So if you see number 16 for the Panthers and number 19 for the Minnesota, uh, for the Minnesota Vikings taking the picture at the end of the game, this is why this is why their relationship and their bond is so tight. Two NFL regional pioneers led by Adam Thielen, known as Brandon Zilcher, is trying to fulfill the same steps. Now, Brandon is a hell of a, hell of a confident young man. You know, as far as with him, he believes, like any player, <clears throat> like any player should. Yes, he's a more of a backup, but he feels as though he should be a starter in, in the league. He's really not shy from it. He felt like that when he first got into the NFL with the Minnesota Vikings. He felt like that, and so he still carried that. So this young man is very fiery, very confident. So I'm looking forward to seeing him one day. Become a start in this league because he have everything showing and going his way. He become take that next step and become uh, just as a big legend for the NFL regional combine platform and for his family and for his team that he will be. This is a lot to talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. We hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. We're your host, Barry Barnes, founder, CEO of Locker. That's what I call. We're going to take a quick pause, a quick pause, and then we come back. We're going to finish up talking about what to expect for week six of the NFL. Then we're going to pick up where we left off of last week when we were actually talking about some players to watch out for from these small schools for the 2022 season. You're listening to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Well, folks, here we go. Friday, you know what Friday is. Friday for the Bachelor News Radio Network on .airtime.pro. You know we always featuring our artists. Our feature album, our, our, our feature album artist for today is the one and only, yes, Keith Sweat. Yeah, I know you guys are getting excited. I know a whole bunch of people thinking about, okay, we got the whiner of whiner that's going to come on and be featured on this program. Now, listen, Keith Sweat, a lot of respect from this man, worked in the bank, saved his money, built himself, his, um, then come out with his own, uh, his own songs, his own demos, and then eventually got into the right arena to become a singer. And, yes, people complain about him whining, but he is one of the greatest 
um, artists of all time. He definitely put an etch into music history. Definitely, definitely a proud fan of Keith Sweat. You know, very hungry, very determination, and still do a lot of stuff in the background. So make sure you guys tune in, lock in. The Bachelor News Radio, no, Bachelor News Radio Network. Airtime.pro from five to five thirty. Listen to my man Keith Sweat. My favorite song, "Girl, I'm Gonna Make You Sweat." I think that's his best song. But a lot of people may have a little different thing. So make sure you guys stay locked in. And then at nine thirty, make sure you guys stay on with Miss Yanni Knight. She is killing it. Dose of Dime reality show. Um, Dose of Dime show. Make sure you guys stay locked in right after Locker Talk. Okay, welcome back. So lots of talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Course.com. You guys can find me on any one of my social handles. You know the drill on um, Twitter at Locker underscore report, on Instagram, Locker Report 100, all smart chat, on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and also check out the Locker Talk podcast on Facebook. Now, before we broke, we talked about some of the players that we had to look out for. I mean, we talked about what happened and what to expect for week six of the NFL. And we talked about Brandon Zilstra. We talked about Adam Dillon. Now we're going to wrap everything up with what to expect for week six of the NFL. Now, Vincent Mayaway, who is the defensive end for the Seattle Seahawks, coming back from the injury, came back last week in week five against the um, – against the Los Angeles Rams. He has finished with one tackle. But this guy is a sack machine. I'm probably sure he's looking to try to put, get his hands on Ben Roethlisberger. Now, Ben Roethlisberger, as we all know, the Pittsburgh Steelers is up and down. It's telling to see if these guys will be able to, you know, um, get on a winning streak. Right now they're at two and three. You know, let's see if Ben and these guys got their act together. They had the talent there. It's just all about Ben taking this time. Do what he's supposed to do as a quarterback, not put his defense in harm's way, make sure he's setting up his offense. I'm probably sure that Ben, he'll bounce back and do so, but they're going to go up against the Seattle Seahawks, who will not have Russell Wilson. So Geno Smith's going to be back there. So off the bat, you say to yourself, the Pittsburgh Steelers should win this game, and they should. They should. However, if the Seattle Seahawks want to have a chance, they're going to need Vince in my way to put some pressure on Ben Roethlisberger. He can help be one of those defenders that can make something happen to make things easier for Geno Smith and for the Seattle Seahawks. So we're looking for Vincent and Myway to come in and show out in this game and try to affect the quarterback and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kansas City Chiefs goes to our nation's capital where the Washington football team will be, will be ready to clash against these guys. Now, in this matchup, two regional combine um, legends there, and Mike Dana, who's now a defensive end for the Kansas City Chiefs, and, of course, Cole Holcomb. We mentioned him earlier in the show. These two guys, which one of these guys is going to make the defensive play to help secure a victory? We know the Chiefs' defense are not playing very well. We know that the you know, that football team, their defense is not playing at the expectations that everyone thought they were going to play at. So one of these guys is going to, help, help, going to have to help change the narrative for their club so they can actually have a chance to be able to have a defensive presence in this game. So make sure you watch out for that. And on Monday Night Football, make sure you check out Nick Westbrook, Ayelina, and for the, um, who also who plays for the Tennessee Titans, number, uh, what, 15, and also Bill Tackle, Justin Zimmer. Two reasonable guys. I don't think they're going to cross their path. I don't think that um, 
Westbrook on the cross his path. You know, although Justin Simmons is very athletic, but I don't see Justin dropping back in in the zone coverage trying to play the pass. So we're not going to see that. But if we do expect to see these two players have a solid game in this matchup. So now, that's wrapping up what to expect for week six of the NFL, which is really, really exciting. I'm excited about it. You're probably hearing my voice. That I just can't wait to get into what's going to happen and talk about what happened in week six on this show as we give up for week seven of the NFL. Now, here we go. For the fun part, we're going to talk about some players, guys, some more standouts. Now, we started talking about the offensive small school standout players last week. So now we're ready to jump into some more players. Now, this is the, my favorite part of the process in highlighting players to get to the next level. There's nothing like it in the world. Uh, you know, I have a lot of peace and joy when I actually get into these type of breakdowns. So you're going to hear a lot of excitement in my voice. Last week we started talking about the ball carriers, and we mentioned some players um, to watch out for, like Julius Chestnut uh, for Sacred Heart, and then Dry Crest Izzard from San Houston State, Kevin Brown from Iconic Word, um, Percy, I'm not going to pronounce his last name, but he's around. He's a running back for James Madison, who actually just came back, uh, had a big, big game last week. We're looking out for that young man, Michael Root from Colorado. Pablo, we talked about him. And now, I mean, also we had mentioned Mr. Alex Ramsey from Citadel, who transferred from BMI. Now, we're going to get into some other players and try to wrap up the ball carriers this week and then get into the wide receivers next week. Now, probably about all the running backs, I'm excited about all of them, but I'm really, really excited about this one young man named Al McKillop from Northwest Missouri State. Now, Al McKellar, my fault. McKellar transferred from Indianapolis University to attend this school, another Division II school, Northwest Missouri State. And this young man, I tell you, 5'10", 210 pounds. I believe he runs a 4'4". Imagine a, a, a short version of a Derrick Henry. This is who this guy is. He got the braids and everything, just like him. This I, I, it, in one word, he's, 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 he's ferocious, in one word. He runs very balanced, tremendous strength, determined, great feet. He has wiggle for his size, very agile, has great speed and acceleration, physical, explodes through his pads, has breakaway speed, has balance and control, has bounce in his running ability, and his stock, and I would rate his stock start and go on a great level. He's a, his, L also has a plant, uh, excellent plant and go, solid anticipation, excels in traffic, strong hands, very fiery, and very emotional. This young man deserved to get in front of some scouts. Al met, uh, Al met, uh, Keller from Northwest Missouri State, absolutely this young man has to get in front of some, some scouts because he definitely can do something really big if given the opportunity, like for most people, given the opportunity and in the right situation, they can actually make it in the league. And I feel, I feel very, very confident that this young man definitely can do that. Now, we're going to talk about another young man that's really good that I like, um, Devin Wynn from Fordham. Six foot, 203 pounds. 
solid. He's, he's athletic. His football IQ is very high. He reads defense. He reads quarterback like he's I'm not far. He reads the defense as if he's like a quarterback. That's how solid he is. Is how how his um, IQ is. How he can recognize and point certain things out. What the defense is, is doing that will help him be effective as a ball carrier or as a blocker. So clearly, he's very calculated. Has good speed acceleration. Has breakaway potential. You know, not in something like what we talked about with uh, with Mac um, uh, with Killer that has the breakaway speed. He had breakaway uh, speed potential, meaning that only way he will break away if the defender is at least ten yards back. If he's closing in at five yards, he'll get ran down. You know, but he definitely had good speed. Dangerous in the open field, strong hands, quick, shifting, has great awareness, very instinctive, solid anticipation, great feet, and his pad level is pretty good. So he will drop that shoulder down at the right left, uh, um, drop those shoulder pads down the right limb to make a play to get through the defender. Another player I'm excited about, Carl Marford from Albany, New York, 5'8", 225 pounds. This young man is very agile, very elusive. Can be a physical uh, ball carrier if he needs to. He's going to try his best to get around the defenders because he has the speed to do so. But if he has to be physical, he has no problem with doing it because he brings the strength with him. I mean, 225 pounds, he's bringing it. And clearly, his, his, his lower body strength is tremendous. All his power comes from his hips come from his thighs and where he push off, his feet is always, always tougher. So you will never catch him in a situation where his legs are dead and he's not moving his legs. He's always going to move his legs. Even when he's trying to get on the ground, he's going to be kicking his legs up like he's riding a motorcycle or like a bicycle. His legs are always, always pumping. He has good and um solid, solid hands out the backfield. Decent route runner, not like some of the plays we talked about last week. So he's a decent route runner. Has great awareness and vision. Very patient, and he also very patient, and his start starting starting goal is pretty decent, not on the league level, but it's still pretty good to be effective. The confidence is really high, very fiery, shifting. I would say he's very decisive, decisive in what he wants, decisions he's going to make on the field. But he is a complete, complete competitor, and his hand level is solid. It's pretty much he knows how to use his shoulders. Know how to move it, use his body, protect to protect his to protect him and also the ball. So call um, Mossport for Albany, New York. Definitely watch out for this guy. Now, getting to the lower levels in college football, with these two players here, and one of those players, you know, definitely want to mention is Mahad um, Mahad um, Willis. I mean uh, Willis, yeah, my father oh, Lewis. Mahal Lewis had to get my computer rock and roll to our party. Don't forget about that. Mahal Lewis from South Dakota Mine, 5'11", 200 pounds. Now, he is in a, in a screen game or in a passing game. He's really dangerous in the flat. He had the speed to catch the ball in the flat and is turning up the field, getting past defenders. He is really, really has made an X of his game for that. Great anticipation, good speed. I would say that he's more like a wildcat talent, although they don't run the wildcat as much. But they do run a lot of screens in the NFL. I think that's where he can excel at, given the opportunity that he'll he'll be he'll he'll do other things, but he really can be really dangerous in that in that type of play scheme. 
Great feeding hands, excellent route running from out the backfield. Soft hands, good acceleration, acceleration. He's really good with his speed between the tackles and the defenders. Most players, you know, running backs, when they get around defenders, they tend to try to slow down because they're trying to brace themselves for the hit. He does the same thing. However, he still knows how to manipulate those small areas between the defenders where he can still at least get some more yards that he probably would not have gotten if he would gave up, or he'll find a scene to break through to either break away for, or for another big game or for a touchdown. That's a big niche that he definitely has. He set up his blocks very well, solid play and goal, solid play and goal, great awareness of vision, a good blocker, good blocker, solid player that you will want to see. So Ahmad um, Lewis from South of the Code of Mines, watch out for him. And Cole Cheney from from um, Harding University, 5'10", 195 pounds. Now, I do not see this young man would consider a traditional running back, but if he was to convert to a fullback, I think he will make it onto the next level, getting in front of some scouts, giving him a chance. He's an old-school work pale mentality, skill set, very physical, powerful, good speed, solid blocker, pays attention to detail, very calculated, strong hands, and great balance and control, and his pad level is pretty, pretty solid as well. Now, folks, that's it we have on the show. We just got finished talking about the ball carriers to watch out for for 2022 for the small schools. Thank you guys for tuning in to Lock of Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Bonds, founder and CEO of LockerDadReport.com. Follow me on all my social handles on Twitter at Lock underscore Report, on Instagram, Lock Report 100, all small chats on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and also check out Lock of Talk podcast on Facebook. Make sure you guys subscribe today on YouTube, Lock Report, I mean Lock of Talk podcast. And make sure you follow the, the schedule on the Best of News Radio Network Pro for you to check this show out at the list. Hey, y'all, don't go nowhere. This Yanni Nash is coming. Go to down show. Make sure you stay locked in. Keep up the good work, Yanni. You're killing it, girl. Talk to you guys soon. They want to stay blessed. Be safe out there. Bye. It is Yanni, your DJ and dance junkie with today's Dose of a Dime. I am so happy to be here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. I got to tell you, man, you could be anywhere else, but you are here with me, and I am so happy that you are. So if you want to join in the fun, if you want to come and comment or have questions that you want to ask, please hit me up on 646-929-0130. That is the number to the Bachelor News Radio Network. And you can get your comments in, your questions, or whatever it is that you got going on. Because we always like to hear from you guys. It makes us feel more connected, of course. And it makes me let lets me know what topics you guys like to, you know, listen to. So let's talk about it. Um, I am a licensed master of social work. I actually have a therapy that I, I'm a therapist uh, for uh, Daybreak Family Services. And I give counseling to different people. So I, though, am so very interested in um, relationships and how to make them work, which is why I'm here. 
And I hope you guys join in the conversation because making them work is what it's all about at the end of the day. So um, you can always find me if you want to find my bio, if you want to find, you know, what it is that I actually am about. You can hit me up on www.thedjdime.com or you can check out my Facebook um, at either the uh, the DJ Dime or you can hit me up on uh, Yanni Not. So those are both my pages. One is going to be more um, – <laughs> user-friendly than the other, so just please be aware. We're also in the uh, Facebook group, uh, A Dose of the Dime Radio Show, so if you want to join in the fun there, I go live on Friday to kind of uh, talk with everybody that's in the group and just kind of see where everybody is and see what they're doing, right? Okay? So last week we talked about why it is that we stay in toxic relationships, and it was a big um definitely a big um, topic because we do, we tend to stay way too long in relationships that do not serve us, um, that are toxic to us, that make us, you know, that make us absolutely crazy at one point. Okay, some of the things that we talked about last week was, you know, the reason why we see a fear of loneliness or a fear of starting over or um, fear of losing investments, like you have a house together, you have a business together. Uh, we also talked about those of us that have this need to fix people and we don't want to give up because, you know, why give up on somebody? And then there's the lack of support, which was a big home hitter for some of our people on there because a lot of people don't have support when it is that they want to leave a relationship. So don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about Sister Susan Sally girlfriend that was like, yeah, girl, leave this, but that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about real support, like, from your family, from your friends, from the church, some of these places that we kind of look up to as far as a place for help, sometimes they don't help as much. I remember um, talking to someone um, in the church when I was going through my situation, and um, she was like, well, you know, once you're married, that's the person you're supposed to be with for the rest of your life. And it made me feel so limited in what it was that I could do. And definitely it, it, it hinders people from leaving toxic relationships. Got to tell you, once you're in and you know that it's not going to work, you need to absolutely roll out, <laughs> be gone. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about, um, definitely about what are some red flags. Hey, Miss Felicia, I see you on the chat. Hey, girl, what's going on? So what are red flags? First of all, the shenanigans I got. The shenanigans I got, let me tell you, when I first posted this question, like, what are red flags for you guys? The shenanigans were ridiculous. And I want to make sure that I say a non-negotiable preference and a red flag, okay? So let's start with preferences. I prefer black men. Does that mean I will never, ever, ever date somebody outside of my race? Probably, probably not. It just means that that is my preference. And I had a question from, actually, it was a post question that a friend sent to me. Um, she's Native American, and um, her name is T.L. Shouts out if you're listening today. Um, she said, why is it that we expect more from people that we date when we date outside of our race than we do the people that we date in our race? And for me, the, the answer was easy. And I'm going to post this question in the group. So if you guys are in the Ed of the Dime Radio Show group, we're going to I would love to hear your responses to this, and maybe we can make this a topic. But definitely, um, because 
dating a black man is my preference, someone else outside of that preference is going to have to come with it. We are more lenient with those people who are not our, we're more lenient with those people who are our preference because that's where we want to be. So those people who are not our preference, we're stronger, we're stricter on what it is that they bring to the table. Hmm. Listen. Okay. Um, definitely something that you want to think about, and we'll post and we'll talk about that. So there are preferences um, that we talked about, uh, like, girl, let me let me let me pull this up. And, and obviously, you know, some of this was with shenanigans, and and I'm I, I'm I'm full. I'm fully aware of that. So similar ideas, obviously, that's a that's a preference because everybody's ideas, mindset is different. Like I'm talking about politics. I'm talking about piercings, tattoos. I'm talking about, um, you know, just general spiritual versus religious. Because there are a lot of religious people. Like that's unfortunately a red flag for me because I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. And a religious person will really get uncomfortable in my house. Definitely things that you want to be aware of. These are preferences, though. These are not red flags as a whole. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, Masculine energy, that was something that men had talked about, that women having masculine energy. But, again, we go back to the whole. Not every man is scared of a woman with masculine energy. And then I go back to define masculine energy because that differs per person. So you may not like it, but somebody else might. And it may not be masculine to one person, but it might be masculine to the ex. So these are things that you want to make sure that you're – these are not red flags. These are preferences. Somebody mentioned, like, somebody being morbidly obese. Now, listen, I need you to be very easy with that topic, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, technically, on the scale, I'm morbidly obese. Heard those reactions. Per the the scale and the di- you know the, the diameters, how tall I am versus how much I weigh, but I'm also very muscle bound, and I work out at least four to five times out times a week, and I eat pretty healthy. So technically, I'm morbidly obese. Would that be also a red flag? So you have to again, how does that maneuver into the conversation, and what does it mean for you? And plus, let's 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 be realistic. There are a lot of people that like thick women. There are a lot of people that like chubby women. There are a lot of people that will not talk to you if you are over, if you're not over 200 pounds. When I went to Africa, I visited Africa um, maybe 20 years ago, and it was me and this girl. I love her to death. My girlfriend, Alfie. Um, They were not checking for me. They were looking for Alfie. Alfie was just a little heavier than me. They were checking for her. They were not checking for me. So, again, it is based on your preference and what it is that you like. So because you don't like it doesn't mean it's a red flag. Now, if you're talking health-wise as far as not taking care of yourself, that's different. Then we'll talk about that. That definitely, to me, is a red flag. If you're not taking care of yourself, that's different. Okay. Pet names. Now, for me, pet names are a no. It depends on the one, I guess. Let me be realistic. If you call me baby within the first five seconds, I'm done. I'm done. We ain't got nothing else to talk about. I, we're not going to play Jody uh, and Baby Boy. We're not doing that over here. I I do not want somebody calling me baby. I do not. I mean, it, it's to me, the equivalent of somebody asking me to smile. I don't. Leave me alone. Anyway. <laughs> and another one, of course, is smoking. And, again, that might be a red flag if you're not a smoker. But what if you are? 
What if they don't smoke? They're, you know, they're 420 friendly. Not everybody has the same. So these are not, to me, red flags. These are preferences, okay? So now non-negotiables are not, they are preferences, but they're more personalized. So non-negotiables and everyone on the chat at listening to me on the radio show should have non-negotiables. These are things that you will not negotiate on. Like for me, and of course, I always catch flack for this, but I want somebody to have what I have. Have your own place to stay. Have your own car. Have some type of um, job that you go to. And it doesn't have to be really extravagant, but you've got to have these these three non-negotiables, okay, just just three, all right? Definitely, those are my non-negotiables, and you should have your own set of non-negotiables. These things are, are, are important because it sets up the tone for the relationship. If you are willing to, again, I go back to something that I always say to you guys, what you accept is what you can expect. If you accept somebody who doesn't have a car and they're going to get it or they're married, that's the other thing that was said before. Uh, you got to be single, single. I, I cannot, I will not play around with anybody that is still married. I don't care if you're going through a divorce. I don't care if you're separated. You've got to be single, single. Nobody else should be able to say that's my anything other than my ex. So those are things that I have to have. Those are my non-negotiables. you got to be single. You have to have your own place to stay. You have to have your own car, and you have to have your own job. I mean, now I feel like at this age, and I'm not, you know, twenty nine ninety nine plus shipping and handling, I feel like at this age everybody should have these things. This is not a, a huge stretch. But I've had people come for me, oh, my God, you're so materialistic. Well, what if your soulmate doesn't have all of that? I would assume that, again, being the spiritual person that I am, that I will align with a person who has my state of my state of being and my state of mind and interest in loving me because the universe and God will align that for me. Again, having faith that you will get what it is that you ask for. But, again, what you accept is what you can't expect, all right? So knowing the difference between those, one, I do need you to get your own set of non-negotiables. That is your homework between now and the next time we talk. Not that you're going to be able to give it to me, but I do want you to have your own set of non-negotiables, okay, for sure. Now, when we talk about red flags, these are signals, signs, um, (laughs) uh, previews of what it is that's up to come. And Tasha, Tasha, my girl, that she sells lashes. She's really good at this. Um, it hit her up if you ever like lashes because my lashes are bomb. But uh, Tasha, Tasha talked about uh, lying. That is absolutely a red flag. I uh, personally, personally, if I feel like you're not telling the truth, I'm going to call you on it. And any guy that's, that's talked to me will tell you, oh, no, she'll, she'll call you on stuff that, you know, not even look like a lie. I will. I'm going to ask you about it. Because lying to me, it's, it's definitely, that's a red flag that I cannot ignore because I've been lied to. I've been made a fool of. So I am very clear that if it looks like you're lying, I'm going to cut you at the knees, wholeheartedly. Okay? So let's go into it. You got your preferences. We got your non Oh, another preference that somebody was saying, oh, well, she can't wear a weave. What? Or she can't have a wig. Again. That is a preference because there are some men 
that will love a laid side smoothed out wig and weave and they will take them to the Bahamas and they'll put their hair all over the place listen that is a preference if you like natural I'm cool I'm cool with it if you don't I'm cool with it but that's a preference you can't put that on everybody that's not cool all right so let's get into well it looks like we got a, a few minutes but let's get into our red flag okay definitely the first person the first one was lying for me for me, it's fibbing and being dishonest. And what does that mean? Um, even little things. Uh, my friend Isetta said uh, a little white lie is just a setup for major, a, a major lie. So if you find within your conversation that there are little white lies being passed off, then that's definitely, definitely a red flag because if they can't pass the simple test, they will not pass the college test. I don't know why people sign up for that. I have people sign up for a man cheated on them, and then they go ahead and marry them. Why? They couldn't pass the high school test. Why would you give them the college exam? Anyway, we're, we're going to talk about that later because love is an MF, and I know that. I do know that, okay? So understand. All right, so the first thing that they talked about, well, let's pause for the cause real quick. I have to pay the man. So I am on the Bachelor News Radio Network. I am very happy to be here. It is a very awesome place to be. And if you want to advertise here, you are welcome to do so. I will post the link in the um, group later on today. But also, they have these cool shows on here that they do. Like today is Friday, so we have Feature Album Friday. And today is Keith, with an F, Keith, Keith Sweat, Keith Sweat. All right, and I love some Keith. You know, later on now, I feel like he sounds like a goat. Keith Sweat had some stuff for me. Like, when I was in high school, it was the, uh, yes. So tune in for that. It is 30 minutes of his whole discography where he plays all of Keith Sweat's jams. And that's going to be on www.thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Bachelor is spelled with B-A-T-C-H-E-L-O-R. So tune in for that. It's going to be fun. Got to tell you. All right. So that's going to be 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm sorry, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And, of course, you can add on as you go, wherever you're listening to me at. And thank you for listening, by the way. Um, also, they have Whisper Softly, which is just kind of cool. It's like their version of the Quiet Storm, and it's every Sunday through Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where they just play nice, mellow, romantic music that you can uh, Kind of just wind down to so Friday. Uh, we got some double-decker things going on, so definitely hope you check that out. Again, www.thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Please make sure you check it out. It's pretty cool. All right? Um, so let's dig into it. We talked about lying because that's the he was one for me. It is. But let's talk about some of the things that I got from the uh, post that I posted on Facebook on the uh, Dose of the Dime radio show. <laughs> which was ridiculous, and the post that I posted on my personal feed, and, of course, research that I've done um, within um, different avenues. So the number one thing is drama. Do they have drama? First of all, everybody has drama. And at the end of the day, it is what kind of drama is okay for you because everybody is going to have drama, but is it going to be drama that you can tolerate? I can tolerate a certain amount of drama, and I'm, I call those yellow flags because everybody has drama. 
those are things that you can work with people on, and maybe you guys can come to some type of agreement. But then there are, like, the red flags. Like, I can work with somebody who has mommy or daddy issues. I can because I, I also, I mean, I don't have daddy issues. I have mommy issues. My mom passed away when I was 11, so I have a lot of attention um, issues, a lot of abandonment issues based on that. But, like, baby, daddy, baby, mama issues, <laughs> that, listen, and I mean real issues, like they're tripping. Or, I mean, and that's another thing that I look for as far as I'm concerned is when you have a huge amount of children, and obviously if you've been married and this is what you and your husband or, or you and your um, you and your wife set out to do and you have the large number of children, or you maybe have had two relationships and you've had, you know, children come out of these relationships, I get that. But if you got five kids and six baby mamas, that's a and it shows me that you don't, you're not very much so committed to these people or, Vice versa, if you have, I don't know, four kids and you got five baby daddies, that's a problem. For, for, let's just make it, let's just lay it on the line. The math doesn't make sense, but we all know why. <laughs> Those issues can drive a wedge between any relationship. It doesn't matter how solid it is, okay? And please understand it. It's, it's, it's a thing. So what else, oh, what other kind of drama? So think about, in communication, when you talk about the last relationship, is everything someone else's fault? If you ask them, hey, why did y'all break up? If they, they tell you that it was somebody else's fault, like for real, that's, that's a red flag. If they have no accountability for what it is that went on, like none. because And, and I always tell you guys, and I've said this before, ask them what it is that they learned from the relationship. Don't ask why they broke up because that's the whole thing, Okay. Uh, jealousy, that's going to be a problem later on in life. And I'll be the first to admit that I am somewhat jealous about things that I that I call my own. So that is a natural thing for some of us. It is what you do with it. Are you working on it? Are you trying to be civil? Are you trying to be easy? Are you trying to work on your triggers so that you don't let your um, anxiety mess up your relationship, what you do with it. But it is a red flag, so be sure. Being aggressive, both men and women, okay? So for sure, for sure, I, I like dominant men, but I don't like aggressive men. It's too, there, and there is a difference. And um, it makes a difference. Aggressive sometimes goes without your consent. And for women, when they're aggressive, whether it be like they're ready to snap, rolling neck, fingers popping, that's the turn off. It's also a red flag because they're going to consistently have drama going on, okay? Uh, somebody that always focuses on the past, like holds you accountable for somebody else's garbage, that's going to be a problem. Now, please understand, all of us have had relationships. All of us have had people that we have dealt with in the past that have done us dirty, okay? Um but understand that we go through these fields and learn lessons for our next relationship. But do not hold someone else accountable for something else that you went through. That's the real thing, okay? So for sure, you want to make sure that 
you're not being held accountable or you're not holding someone accountable for something somebody else did. You want to learn from it and you want to see, and, you, and if you see it, you communicate with that person. Hey, I see you're doing this and that's going to be a problem. And that's how you kind of work through that. That's a yellow flag, if reddish, orange, if you will. Okay, so definitely make sure you do note those. So attitudes. Do they treat strangers like crap? Do they treat waiters like crap? Do they treat their family like crap? If you notice that they're talking out the side of their neck to somebody that they really just don't have to, understand eventually that's going to come to you. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Eventually, you're going to catch all of that heat. And I've seen it time and time again. It's a red flag. You need to run. Okay? Um, if they're arrogant, and, and I understand confidence is cool. Confidence is cool. But if they're so arrogant, like, I don't deserve this. I don't, you, you need to treat me better. Confidence is cool. Demanding your worth is cool. Being arrogant about some of the things that you feel like you deserve. And there's a line, okay? When, it, when you feel like you're not enough, telling you that you're not enough, that's when you need to walk away. That's a red flag for sure, okay? Somebody that doesn't value your time, that, that goes under attitude. Um, taking calls during the day, taking calls. Now, obviously, okay, I'm a therapist, so my phone stays on. Now, I put it on vibrate, and I occasionally I'll check it, but I also have kids. There is a fine line between you being attentive and being disrespectful. So making sure that you are respectful within the amount of time that you give to the person that you're with and your phone. So if somebody is, you feel ignored because they keep checking their phone or they're catching up on scores or they're texting whomever, if it's not an emergency, if it's not based on their job, it's not somebody that's going to value your time later. That's somebody that's going to, that is somebody that's going to neglect you later, okay? And constant complaining. Somebody that constantly complains about everything, listen, my life is short. I like to be happy. Let's just move on. Yeah, it happens. Focus on the solution. Let's get that done and move on. Somebody that's constantly complaining is eventually going to complain about fill in the blank. All right, so these are all, again, if you're just now tuning in, We've been talking about red flags right here on the Best News Radio Network, and we're going to continue. Here are some other things that I noticed. All right, so we're going to – I'm going to skip a few and combine a few. Communication, again, going back to the line piece, if they're dishonest, that needs to be talked about and handled. If you are mismatched in your communication style, like I am a texter because I talk all day, so most of the time, I really don't want to get on the phone and talk. And if you get a phone call from me, I really like you. Otherwise, I do not get on that phone, and my friends will tell you I will ignore a phone call in a heartbeat. Like, mm, can you? And being mismatched in communication also, like, for instance, I can't stand, I cannot stand um, misspelling in a text. I'm raised old school, and we spelled everything out. Um, so that, to me, is something. I mean, and obviously, that is a preference. But if your communication style is mismatched, it's going to be a problem later on in the relationship. So for me, a preference for me 
is that they spell things out and it's spelled correctly. Now, obviously, there's going to be mistakes. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a dick. But definitely, W-A-T, I cannot stand that. <laughs> cannot stand it. Okay. So, and if they're rude when they communicate to you, that's going to always be a problem. Always going to be a problem. So, understand in their communication style, if they are rude to you, if they are not matching your communication style, then if they're always talking about sex. My father always told me, if you really want to know where a person is, what do they always talk about? What do they always bring up? If they always bring up a certain uh, subject, then that's probably all they're about. Definitely want to focus on that. So not just sex, other things as well, okay? So another thing I'm going to jump into because I'm running out of time as usual uh, is not being equally yoked. Sounds like a hell mouthful, so let me explain. If your work ethics are different, I'm a hustler. I'm working all the time. My person has to be able to match my hustle or I'm going to feel like I'm doing it all. And that is a major thing for a lot of people. It's, it's, um, you start to feel resentful like you're doing everything. So definitely you want to make sure that you're equally yoked. A conversation that I had earlier this morning, somebody said, um, goals. If they don't have goals, if they don't have something set up for this stuff that they're doing, if they're not working on themselves, trying to make themselves better, if they have not progressed, if there's no growth from the time that they met to the time that they're trying to talk, then that's also a red flag because you guys have to be equally yoked in that as well. If you are a hustler, you can't, unless they're supporting you. Now, if they're, if they're a supporter, if they're a fan and they're supporting everything that you do, that might be a little easier to deal with than somebody who, Every time you call them, they're not doing anything. I'm hustling. I'm out here trying to make, you know, make things move, make things safe. So uh, you ha- I mean, and, and even just financially, being bad with money, that's going to be a huge problem if you don't nip that in the bud. So if they don't have a checking account and you have a 401K, you need to know that that is probably not going to work. So these are just some of the red flags. And, of course, as usual, I am running out of time. Boy, I tell you. Uh, but I do want to make sure you always get some of these things, so I am probably going to make this the subject next week. <laughs> Guys, I tell you, it is a funny thing. All right, lack of reciprocity. So I wanted to make sure that I noted this. If you are giving more than you get, like. So we are on the last minute. I wanted to make sure that I gave you an affirmation for today because I want you to find love that is wonderful and special just for you. So the affirmation for today is I am aligned with love. My heart is open to give and receive true, healthy, comforting, healing love. And I wish that for you guys, all of you. All right, thank you for tuning in today. Please hit me up on all my social media. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, please hit me in the uh, Facebook group. I'm always there. Um, again, thank you for tuning in on the Bachelors Radio Network. See you next week. Sometimes we fall in-